0: But if you're not feeling ready, then you're not alone. And just seek out that kind of partnership that you need. Uh, Over the course of the year, the the teachers are going to share more practical tips about how you can support your child with transitions. They'll keep you abreast of what's going on programmatically. But really count on the um, classroom teachers and their associates as genuine partners in this journey. I wanted to kind of cover three things today. One, I want to clearly introduce you to folks, but I want to talk a little bit about the importance and nature of play here at foot school. Um, I want to talk to you about partnership and communication and give you an opportunity to ask any questions that you might have. So play. I suspect that one of the reasons why you chose foot school was because of our commitment to really honoring childhood and creating space and time for the children to play. And the research is really clear right? That it supports, not only does it support social development and executive functioning and all of that, but actually there's research to say that, you know, long term it leads to adults who are more fulfilled and have a stronger sense of happiness if they have a childhood that has plenty of opportunities for play. Um, How does that show up at foot school? We have recess twice a day. We have play stations in the classroom where the kids have choice time and they can choose the activities that they want to engage in. Um, and then once a cycle, this is probably the newest piece of our programming, the children have outdoor exploration. And so that outdoor exploration might be here on campus in the wooded area where they can explore and play and make use of the natural elements to, to create something. Um, or it might be off campus in a local park. Um, but the teachers will be telling, more, telling you more about that during parents' night. Where they're going to ask for some partnership in having your child dress appropriately. We um, will take the children out in just about any kind of weather, unless it's not healthy, unless it's like frigidly cold, or there's you know some reason to not take them out, rain or shine. Children will be going outside um, and really committing to that free exploration. One of the the kind of the pillars of this free exploration is that the teachers provide as little intervention as possible. And they'll, redirect, they'll lay out some groundwork for the children. It's like, I have to be able to always see you, and you have to be safe. You have to have a plan. And so when the children come and say, oh, this isn't working for me, oftentimes the, the adults will deflect that with saying, well, what was your plan? Are you, are you, has your plan changed? Or is there something you need to modify? And again, the idea is to kind of really elevate that sense of autonomy, problem solving, and um, resolving social conflict. It's grown over the years, so now we have a commitment to it once a cycle, So we have a six-day cycle as opposed to a five-day week. Um, And it's just been wonderful. The the kids have really enjoyed that time and learned so much through that um, free space. What potentially can be a little bit confusing is that, and the teachers are really good at mediating this difference, is that because the playground is a shared space, there might be other rules at play when they're on the play structures. Right? When they're out in in an open space, there aren't going to be slides and swings and other elements. When they're on the playscape, then there are rules about sharing and doing certain things that are expectations on the playground. Um, But having said that, the outdoor exploration is really quite popular and and successful in serving our children well. Um, The other thing that I like to put out in front of parents is regarding play is that part of play is exploring your imagination. And sometimes children draw from, you know, are building on their imagination from experiences they've had, from something they've read or watched and whatnot. We are not a hardcore anti-gun play of any sort school. Some schools say, no, you can't talk about guns, you can't make a gun, you can't do anything that might resemble a gun. We're not that school. What we will tell children is, whatever you choose to play or do, whatever tool you use, you need to think about what your intention is and how it's being re- how someone is receiving that intention. So if someone is taking offense or feeling bad about your words or your actions or the Lego thing that you made that might resemble a gun, then we're going to swoop in and kind of coach you and redirect you on making better choices. Um, this is a, a kind of a, a policy, if you will, that's evolved over time in consult with our consulting psychiatrist Michael Kaplan, um, who has said, you know, it's really important that children have a safe place to to navigate their imaginations and explore different things. And sometimes we fall into, we adults fall into the trap of superimposing adult notions of things. And we just wanna be careful about that. So we wanna make sure that everyone feels safe and that we create an inclusive school. Um, But I just wanted to be really forthcoming. So if you have questions about that, you can follow up with me later. Um, Falco's pride, actually I brought two friends my friend Falco, so um, he, he's our mascot um, for Foot School. Uh, the kindergartners will each receive one from their ninth-grade buddies at our opening assembly, and there will be a nice uh, presentation performed by the ninth graders to orient the children to the concepts of Falco's pride. You'll—you may or may not be surprised, but the children really get a strong handle on this terminology, and they really do know what it means. So you might hear some of this language coming home. Um, so. Falco, I'll introduce Falco to the children at one of our morning meetings, and Falco just reminds us to always be our best. And then I have my friend, Mr. Bill. Some of you may remember him from Saturday Night Live many years ago. I do not show the children the videos, (laughs) I promise you. But Mr. Bill is a reminder that we all make mistakes, and it's okay to make mistakes. And that's what school is all about, is to come and try and make mistakes and learn. Um, The kids do get a kick out of squeezing his belly because he does this. So, I have, I have fourth graders who still come back to me and say, Oh, Ms. Mallow, can I just see Mr. Bill for a minute? So, um, it seems to work for them. We use Falco's Pride as the framework for supporting children in being their best. So, we'll use that language in morning meetings. Um, we'll really explicitly talk about examples and what that looks like and how we can be even better at demonstrating perseverance or integrity. Um, And we also use the language when children need support in making better choices. I will call your attention to the fact that um, we made a change this year. Actually, that's better, isn't it? And we've moved from, it's not that we have moved from excellence, we still expect (laughs) excellence in everything that they do, but we're putting a greater emphasis on empathy and supporting the children and putting themselves in other people's shoes. Um, Because again, that's just going to support them in, in having a fulfilling life. Probably one, two, three, four, five, six, six words that strike fear and terror in the hearts of every parent. Um, Have no fear or terror. You know, if your child comes to my office, perhaps there was a social dynamic or a conflict that they were involved in that needed some other time and space to be able to navigate that. Perhaps um, they were feeling sad about drop off so they came for a walk and they hung up my office with Mr. Bill or Falco. Uh, Perhaps as a, a fifth grader actually was in my office this morning, the mom dropped her off and said, the only way I could get her to school was to promise her that she would have a date with you first thing this morning. We had a little date. She was feeling nervous about science, and she started her day seamlessly. So the idea here, again, I've used the word partnership, is really to partner and support your child. Sometimes my office, which is next to the nurse's office, is the most quiet kind of Comforting space for a child to be in when they need just a moment to kind of You know check themselves or think or sort sort through a problem and so do not um, Freak out if your child (laughs) comes home and says that they came to my office if there's something You know that rises to the occasion that you should know about I'll let you know I'll call you and say oh well something happened, you know in kindergarten children are still learning how to manage their emotions and manage frustration. For some children, it might mean shutting down and sitting in the corner and going to the uh, cool-down cave. For other children, it might be bigger than that, and it might be more physical than that. And so these are all things that we've navigated before, and we have systems in place to support children so that they can develop those important... um, they call non-cognitive skills, but I think that's just silly because they're all whatever. <laughs> um, in any event, so don't freak out. Also, please do not freak out if Erica reaches out to you and say, well, oh, Beth would love to meet with you. The invitation, again, is one of partnership and communication and support. Um, you will be notified before you get an email from Erica saying, Beth wants to meet with you. Uh, your homeroom teacher will say to you, oh, we're thinking that we'd like to have a broader team meeting, and they'll tell you who's going to be participating in that meeting. Oh, we might include Kasuth, or we might include Tracy, but here are the players who are going to be there to, to offer partnership and collaboration. My role is really to make sure that all of the resources that are at our disposal are put into place for your child. So that's oftentimes why I'm to a meeting is to make sure that we consider everything about what we can do here. And oftentimes parents will ask for a meeting. So we want to make sure that you, you know our child and that um, we're taking full advantage of our experience here. So I, I introduced a, a, a few important folks. There's quite a team behind your child's um, experience here at Foot School, and we've been locked in. No. Um, the homeroom teachers are going to be your first point of contact. Um, specialists. When I say specialists, I'm referring to um, I'm referring to the arts, music, PE, drama uh, teachers, um, and they the information, the experiences that your children have in those specials areas. Again, the homeroom teachers primarily will be the conduit for that information. But sometimes um, you might hear directly from a specialist, but they're also part of our team and they really, we meet once a cycle to, t- to talk about children. And so they're really great partners. Um, we have a math specialist, Heather Zetterberg, is responsible for our program K through five. She works on the curriculum, she provides professional development, she provides resources, she pushes into classroom to either model <laughs> new techniques or to work with individual children. Periodically she'll swoop in and pick up a child meaning she'll offer services, um, really targeted services to sharp skills if a child needs that, or enrichment if a child's ready for something more. Um, you met Kasuth, our school counselor, our school nurses I mentioned. After school, Dawn Walsh is the director of the after school program. Her office is conveniently located right there in the kindergarten building. Uh, she's super flexible, so if you have questions for her, you know, don't hesitate to reach out to her. If you can't find her in the, her office, it's likely she's on the playground with children or she's manning the phones up here in reception. So um, a couple of afternoons a week, she and Lynn Banta, who's the associate in K-1, will be manning the phones at reception. So, um, Then I, I included myself, and last year I got in trouble because Carol's title was not here. So I pulled Carol in. She does have a very open-door policy. She wants to hear from families about your experiences, and so do reach out to her if, if there's something you'd like to share with her. Behind the scenes, we have a consulting psychiatrist. I mentioned Dr. Michael Kaplan. Um, He sits on what we call our health team. We meet every other cycle to talk about children and challenges we might have. And we also have a consulting pediatrician who provides guidance to the health office and supports them uh, as different issues come up. Um, So we have a really robust team supporting the children. Beth, when you say every other cycle, So the children are on a a six-day cycle. So where our week runs Monday through Friday, their week runs A through F. And so um, you'll see the schedule posted in the kindergarten classrooms for each day. The children really move seamlessly through it. I mean, I think it's harder for the adults to kind of adapt, but it was a way that we found a number of years ago to really maximize our scheduling potential and get as many specials into the day as possible. Um, If you have questions about transportation, Billing, facilities, David Sklar is our new business manager and if you go to the reception they'll be able to direct you to him, his office is not too far away. And then I mentioned Dawn Walsh um, and she works in close concert with Summer Payne who's the assistant um, after school and summer director. We have the you know whole after school program which runs from 3 to 5.30. We have mini lessons that run for six weeks within the context of the after school program and we also have individual music lessons. So if you have questions about any pieces of that, then uh, check in with Dawn and she'll let you know how each thing works. Again, she's super flexible. So if you want to take advantage of the after-school program, let's say once or twice a week, that's fine. It's not like an all or nothing kind of sign-up arrangement. I mentioned the literacy support that we have in place. Um, Tracy's is fabulous, so, um, so that's great. That's all I need to say about that. And if there are things that we're noticing, we will certainly communicate with you in terms of shoring up um, skills or, again, enriching and enhancing their, their opportunities here at FOOT. Is there like specific outcomes or kind of timeline that they hit benchmarks they hit in terms of literacy? That are expected to be yeah, you know, it's interesting because the children come into, into kindergarten with a range of skills. Some children are reading and some children are still developing their phonemic awareness which means like just connecting uh, sounds and letters together um, and letter names. So. There's a huge range of, of, of where kids are coming in, and our hope is that through experiences and directed instruction and play and exposure um, that we'll get children to meet some benchmarks that we've established for the end of year in kindergarten. Um, does, does every child meet every single benchmark, like, oh, every – no. And, and you should expect that there should be kind of a continuum and a range of skills. Um, the children – the children. The teachers are really quite adept at differentiating and providing different kinds of experiences for children so that, you know, meeting the kids wherever they might be. Um, and again, you'll have a, you've had your getting to know you conference. You'll have another conference in October where you can kind of say, oh, what are you seeing? What are you noticing? Um, you'll have a very extensive report with a list of those benchmarks in January. You'll have another conference in April and you'll have um, a final report in the summer along that journey at any point if you want to have a check-in meeting and say hey could we schedule a time where we can sit down and see how things are going they're they're perfectly happy to accommodate and and we're happy to share you know what the benchmarks are more explicitly so you can get a sense of what that means um, interesting we had an interesting conversation the other day and i don't know obviously i don't know what it's like in your household but something that is really good for children that i think is like we may not be doing as much as we used to do nursery rhymes and doctor seuss that's great stuff. That's like, you know, phonemic awareness 101. So, you know, you know, in the car, you know, little sing-along or little rhyming games or whatever it is. You know, how many words can you think of that rhyme with like cat? Those are great little things that you can do that's not like heavy lifting. Um, speaking of heavy lifting, <coughs> your children are <coughs> working really hard. Even yesterday. I went in in the afternoon to read a, a story to the children and Alexandra said, please come back later. They're having their rest time, and, and, they, and they want more rest time. And I said, sure, I'll come back later. Um, so just kind of fold that into your planning for these initial weeks. Some children have been having full-day experiences and like kind of move into it seamlessly. Other children need a little bit more warming up and acclimating. It is a big transition um, for many of our youngest kids. And so just, you know, if you are a little tired and cranky, then it's okay. And, and my parents always said, Um, Beth, your children are far better when you're not around. That's that's the general rule. Um, But again, if you have questions about that. Um, Important dates to remember. I sent you a one-page layout of the events for the year. Um, Attend those that you can. Those that you cannot attend we will do this podcast arrangement and we'll make it available to you. Um, Parents' night and fall dinner is very important. That's when the teachers will speak to you about their programming um, in the curriculum, and you'll get to spend some more time in the classroom. And then, following the presentations, uh, there'll be a presentation by Carol Mao's in the in the gymnasium, and a dinner where you'll get to sit with your grade level cohort. So again, it's a nice opportunity to build community and connect with with families. Um, before the from 5:30 on, we have a 45 minute period where we have the specialists also stationed in this building so you can visit different specialists just to kind of get a sense of who they are and hear a little bit more about their program. So we encourage you to a- attend that evening. Um, Parent E-News is no longer called Parent E-News. It goes out on Thursdays. What's it called now? This Week at Foot. This Week at Foot. Yeah. So look forward to This Week at Foot. Uh, pictures, links, um, important dates coming up, Thursday evenings that will come out to you. So be sure to, um, I don't know if you can bookmark it, but just pay attention for that coming into your in-mail. Um, faculty blogs are posted um, behind the parent portal, um, and I encourage you to check them out. What the, the children do every year is, is a part of a writing activity. Is there's a whole group share, and they describe their day. So if you read the first posting and you say, uh, "This teacher has some limited language skills," <laughs> it's actually the voice of your children who are speaking to you and saying, "Today we went to gym." Uh, and then orange folders, that's um, just you know part of old school hard paper copy, if there's something you need to know, or a field trip form you need to sign, or something like that, then it will come in the orange folder, and we'll just, again, it's another vehicle for communication. Um, on that one sheet list of activities or events this year, uh, we had to make a little swap on you, and we hopefully did it in a way that was least impactful to you in your schedules we kept the same dates for these events originally september 25th was going to be the breakfast at Carol's house and this date was going to be the consulting psychiatrist we've done a -a swaparoo so um, we're going to switch the order and have michael kaplan come in and speak to you about what to expect in terms of a five-year-old where they are developmentally and share some strategies answer some questions and that will be hosted here at foot school and then october 16th is the breakfast social Um, And that will be held at Carol Miles' home. So I can send out something via e-news to remind you folks so you can change up your calendar. Mm -hmm. Um, We have changed. In the past, we had a 745 drop-off. We now have an an early arrival room that starts at 730. It will be in this third-grade classroom. So you may have seen me sitting on a picnic table. I'm actually the person who's supervising that early drop-off this week. Um, but you're welcome to bring your child to that space if, the, if you need to drop them off earlier so you can get to work or to other appointments. Um, and it'll always be supervised either by someone like me or an associate. Um, at 8 o'clock, the classroom's open. At 8.15, after 8.15, children are considered tardy. This, these 15 minutes are really important really valuable minutes. Why? Because kids are playing, kids are kind of connecting about what they plan to do on the playground later on. Um, It's a really critical social time. If your child runs a little worried about school, it's also a great 15 minutes for them to kind of get integrated and acclimated so that they just have a little bit extra time to warm up. So please, if you can get your children here at eight o'clock, again, that's a really important 15 minutes um, to ease into the routines. Pick up, um, if you're not participating in after afterschools at three o'clock, for kindergarten children, we ask you that we have an adult to an adult exchange so that you or your designee come and pick up the child in the kindergarten classroom. We will not release kindergartners to go off with anyone else. In fact, I'm looking at some families who have older siblings. If you have someone in third grade or fourth grade, uh, it's okay for the third or fourth or fifth grader to walk to the kindergarten room And then be picked up with their kindergartner. Um, Uh, We hmm? yes. There was some talk about this yesterday um, on paths (laughs) as people were walking. Can the um, and my understanding from yesterday was that the the older kids can pick up younger siblings, but not kindergartners and meet in kindergarten. Is that correct? Yes. Um, Two fifteen is our dismissal on Fridays, and then five thirty is when our after school ends. If you are running late um, for regular pickup or for after-school pickup, it actually an e-news, e- an email just went out about this last night, just confirming safety procedures and so forth. Your children will be brought to the main office so that they can be supervised and you can pick them up there. However, I would say that especially our kindergartners, it's a long day for them, so it's really important that you pick them up on time because they're they're playing hard, they're working hard, they're spent by the end of the day, they're ready to go home and have a have dinner or just relax. Um,